Hello and welcome back to the podcast that has had a litany of preseason injuries. However, there are a bunch of players training the absolute house down, a few players out of position, and there's a large number of centre bounce clearances in that eight quarter game you watched on the weekend. It is the back pocket. I am Jack and joined as uh, always by Alistair in our first episode since Brett Purton was here. Yeah, I'm out of position and injured. So that's yeah, me. Jack no, can be the other one. I'm, I'm out for the medium term, whatever that means. That's my favourite injury. <laughs> yeah, he's out for the... Uh, he's out for a bit of surgery, a little clean-up. He's out for the medium term. I'm in for scans. No updates since December. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a concussion last January. I'm still not playing. Um, mm. I, I, I didn't get delisted, but I'm, 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 I'm a concern, at least. Yeah, no, no specifics on that one. Announcing uh, my retirement well, 18 days out from round one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you've just gone through a litany of things. Um, what are we here for, Jack? Footy's back-ish. It's not. It's sort of back. <laughs> it's not back. Uh, footy footy programming's back. Yeah, uh, there were some practice games uh, and the practices... They practiced. Yeah. It looked, uh, it looked like they were trying to play football and it was too hot. I watched about three minutes of one match and a couple of highlights of another on Twitter, and that is my entire knowledge going into this, so you're carrying team today. Excellent. I'm, I was kind of going to go for some more general takes mm. than some actual takes. because Ooh, I'm going to take at least ten minutes of the podcast to talk about Clarko, so you get your stuff out of the way anyway. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> that's footy media this week. What's Clarko doing? Is he, mm. is he Clarko watch. Is he uh, vaguely... Threatening female journalists, uh, or, or is he? <laughs> we'll get there. You go first. Yeah, I, I think um, it's it's interesting. We we saw a, a season where like key defenders were back in vogue, and I think we saw that a bit reflected in the draft as well. Um, like a, more key defenders in the top twenty or thirty than we'd normally see after some big years last year, especially with you know, players being played out of position or fresh players coming in. So I, I'm keen to see where it goes. Um, I think my take was going to be, the first question I would ask you would be, who do you think is going to be our, like, where do you where do you rate as the best and worst defences in the comp coming into this year? Oh, okay. Uh, so I... I've done no prep on this either, so I'm not... I'm not. <laughs> I, I would love to, to pick my bogey, which is Essendon, but I think they've got a really good defensive core. They just need to play defensively. Uh, I'm probably going to say West Coast, because outside of Barass... It's a bit bare. McCullough's I know they've got injured and old. They've got some younger keys that are coming through, but uh, I don't feel too bullish about that one. Yo's gone back. Ah, uh, it's it's not it's not it's not number one for me personally. Um, phew, number one, I can't really fault them at the moment. It has to probably be Fremantle. They keep yeah. everyone to a low score, and they're relatively uh, well stocked back there injury wise. Yeah, I mean I think, outside of Hamling, I think for our Melbourne are the are the two again in terms of just looking at on paper who's got the best backline from what the players are. Um, Melbourne's is really hard to go by when you just look at Lever and May as your starting pillars. Mm. Um, and obviously Petty came on fantastically last year. Has he been training up forward still? Are I they still th- trying to do that? I think maybe he's a single man, but I think he's that. still a defender. I think, and yeah, Frio were brilliant. Like you, you look at how well they defended, even letting way more inside 50s in than teams like mm. Melbourne and Geelong who had a similar amount of points against last year. They were brilliant. Um, yeah. I think, despite not the names uh, being there on paper, I think Port's pretty underrated as well. Yeah, I think Port and I would have said St Kilda until their entire team got injured during the off-season <laughs> um, were, were teams that I think their back lines stack up really well. Yeah. I um, think, like you said, with uh, a lot of keys being drafted, I think a lot of sides have realised that they're not going to go all the way unless those pillars are there. Yeah. Like, the Western Bulldogs have been lacking their keys down back. 
they lost Cordy to St Kilda, who need keys down back. Yep. And, uh, and Collingwood, keys Collingwood have drafted Frampton, uh, not drafted, traded, traded in, in Frampton. Frampton. Didn't look like it was going to work from what I saw from the practice match, but give him time. Yeah, it'll first, be interesting. First, first shakeout. This week will be the one that you really want to watch, I think, mm. with, with like regulated actual AFL umpires and scorekeeping and that kind of stuff. Um, my, my worst, I think, um, is North. I think the loss of um, Walker, like he was, big, he was a big yeah. part of their structure. Um, Hawthorne's another one. They're, they're, like they've got some good young players, but I think outside of... Sicily, they are, they are, I definitely think well. Granger Barras will be better for a year under his belt. Yeah, and he had a couple be. of shocking games, but that's you learn. Yeah, when you're young. a young, young footballer. Um, yeah, they they're probably in the mix for me. I, I'm yeah. I think I'm still picking West Coast, but Whereas, yeah, I, and you look at the other teams that are down there. I think that despite I think they'll be poor, probably bottom four this year. GWS's backline is good, uh, like mm. you said. Essendon's backline is a good backline. Um, so like, they're not pl- teams that are down there because they're struggling for defensive stocks. They're struggling because of the Adelaide. Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, Adelaide Australians. They got Jordan Butts, who's great, and mm. then is he going to be a midfielder again, though? <laughs> Who knows? Oh, um, not Jordan Butts. Not Sorry, Jordan Butts, I mean yeah. um, Jordan Dawson. Dawson, yeah, no. We got Jordan Jordan Dawson and Jordan Butts. Dawson was a wingman last year, yeah. slash forwards. That yeah. was strange. Um, yeah, I think they are lacking. Well, they named halfback. They lost Hardigan to to Hawthorne, who's now been delisted anyway. But like, I thought that was a big loss for them with nothing down there mm. and. Now it's just butts fighting the fight in a uh, team that two days there. Their midfield is okay, but it's a lot of it's it's really carried by. It's Laird a lot of what Adelaide has always been in the sense that it's a lot of outside run, outside of yeah, Laird and Keys. Laird and Keys are beasts. Yeah. Let's not get that wrong for a second. But yeah, I think they're one. I've got a question mark over defensively, but I know we're just going off preseason. Uh, they looked all right. Yeah, um, I, I thought. Um, like it is always hard to judge, as we always look at preseason, especially with the games that are weird quarters and teams are playing. Yeah, players half with the AFL side, half with the twos. Like it's it's always a bit strange. But um, the things to watch were um, I'm going to be rolling out like our just a few things on the website for teams backlines, um, just names and numbers over the next few weeks. And it was really funny seeing people like Jack Bowes in there who guaranteed did not is not yeah. training as a defender yeah. for Geelong. Um, uh, and some players like that. I think Shacky will be used as a swingman for the Melbourne. Like mm. he'll he'll be a like the Mitch Brown. If a backman or a forward goes down, he'll be the person that comes in to cover that spot. Yeah, it's uh it's an interesting one. I think there's a lot of I think positions outside of a few are dead. Midfielders yeah. are forwards and wingmen. Wingmen are everywhere. They're defenders basically. Unless you're a key full forward back or a, a full key forward. Back. Yeah, you you have to play anywhere. And even even sometimes then. Like, you don't need key forwards going in the midfield. Um, you got Stringer and and Cameron, and but even then, Petty and DeConing and Henry playing forward mm-hmm. in patches last year. Yeah. Like, I, I think that that's a you need to be flexible, and it, it really does help teams get that upper edge when you can do something like Petty almost won Melbourne that game, going up forward yeah, and playing that. the way he did. Um, so like, there's a value to being able to just throw a spanner in the works like that. I th- I'm worried about that because of the loss of Wiedemann, whether he's going to end up there more often, but. Maybe with uh, a bit of a haircut, Brown will yeah, do a got, bit better. They've got that other kid in the VFL who looked really oh, good. Oh, Van Ruyen. Yeah, he looked really good in the VFL last year. So hopefully, like they, they obviously weren't going to throw him in the deep end leading up to finals as a young forward because no. that is how you kill someone as a player. But um, I do think that he should get a run, at least in some early or middle stages this year. Because we'll see. It depends on how their season's going, I get. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. Um, so the the tiny... Angry elephant in the room 
mm. which is Alistair Clarkson. Yeah, namesake. Um, <laughs> that's been an off, that's been an off season to forget, hasn't it? I mean, you go in, you have a scandal swept under the rug, which hasn't been swept under the rug because I feel like every time his name comes up, the comments, no matter where it is, Facebook or Twitter, are like, so that probe. Um, I I don't know what's going on there. I feel like we're never going to get a resolution to that because the season is around the start, and he's coaching. Somehow, I just I feel like man, it's it's going to be a real stressful time for North if he gets ousted. Yeah, and I have a feeling this is conspiracy vibes, but like Gil staying on for the amount of extra time he has it's has been to be very strange. Like he he announced it mid last year that last yeah. year was going to be his going, and the season starts in three weeks, and he is CEO still. Like I, I mean, it would not be a good headline if it said Gillian McLaughlin abandons AFL amidst racism probe. That's like, true. Yeah. He can't do that, so he has to yeah. stay on. But the question is, will it be swept under the rug or covered up, or will actual change be made? I'm betting on the former. I think it's sleeping. Uh, <laughs> despite all of the articles written last year, but they can't, you know, hide this one. Like, it's not a kind of scandal that'll go away. It's, it's, it's gone away. It's gone away. Um, it's gone. It, it's very strange. Yeah, it's uh, it's wild, and I don't hear any of anything about Chris Fagan's involvement anymore. Anytime Essendon gets mentioned online, a bunch of Collingwood fans will just talk about drugs for like twenty minutes. Much like if the Australian cricket team gets mentioned online, a bunch of Indians will come online and talk about sandpaper. But North and Larko get mentioned, and aside from the few people who are just like, "What happened to that probe?" There's mm. no like, it's not just like the the rampant comment section you think it would be. Do you think it's because no one cares about North Melbourne. It, it's the best club. And by that I mean like the worst in terms of any actual progress. If it happens to GWS or Gold Coast, but it happened at Hawthorne, like the the actual scandal. That's true. Hawthorne are under the radar because they've been bad lately. Yeah, they they avoided being talked about the sweeping under the rug by sacking everyone over the age of twenty five except for James Sicily. <laughs> um, and just that's tanking. Luke Bruce isn't is it? still there, right? That's that is tanking in its purest form. Ah, look, my club's done it, so... Fire sale. Well, that was I've just... seen it happen, and it doesn't doesn't go well. Um, uh, good luck to them. I think Sam Mitchell's a great coach. Yeah, uh, I still think that he is going to steal wins this year from better teams just because his coaching is tactics, very good. Tactics, yeah. And um, that's the thing about having a young team is they will listen to you. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't have any of the remnants of that era, which was the unsociable football era. Uh, that's gone. Except for Luke Bruce, who I think is a pretty malleable yeah, player, yeah, and James Sicily, who went from being one of the angriest footballers on a field to the captain of their I football saw, club. Speaking of the practice matches, I saw a He's highlight. He's the captain, of, right? He is the captain. Yeah, okay. yeah. It was only named, I think, this week, but he is. Um, I saw some highlights of one of our favourites, uh, Jath, taking a ridiculous hanger in the practice mm. match, and I was just like, that's, just, that's what I want to see. Like, that's. I hope his game improves uh, because. Him yeah. getting injured last year ruined their little run of form I think they were having. Um, his and Sicily's bounce together was so important to the way they were playing. Um, and I think him going down for that patch, I think it was like eight weeks, hmm. um, probably cost them a few games against teams that they would have beaten playing the way they were at the start of the year. I think he's very important to the way that they attack uh, or launch attacks from defence. Uh, without him, it falls apart a bit because they don't have as much of that skill coming out of the back yeah. 50. Um, which is again why you probably nominated them uh, for potential worst. Yeah. But yeah, he's a uh, he's a bit of a gun, and it'll be good to see him keep going. He got a lot of votes from us last year. I'm he did, sure, yeah. So. He was well, especially before he got injured. He was yeah. right up there. Um, and it was really funny when I was going through the teams. I was like, oh, West Coast. I was like, oh, Brass. Yeah, who literally won 
<laughs> yeah, the award last year for us. Their points were high because um, of Barras. Because of him. him I'm wondering who else. McGovern would have got some. Yeah. Anyone else, you reckon? No. And we could check it, but I reckon it was those two and then Daylight. Mm, I'm trying they to think must have of... had someone play some half-back games. We definitely didn't give any votes to um, Witherden. No, no votes to Yo. We, no, Yo played, what, three games? and One of them, he did really well. Um, Hearn, can't see it. Cole. There's a potential for maybe a Hearn vote, but I don't think it happened. No, I don't think so. I think it might have just been those two. Someone could fact check it. You, not me. Yeah, I'll, I'll fact check it another day. <laughs> I'm actually, it's it's in the stats I'm putting down for each team when I'm making the little, little release. I think it's enough days from now until round one starts that I can put out a team a day or something. I believe the in you. Season. Maybe two teams a day if it's too close. I'll do the maths later. Um, Just dump them all on the last day when you've inevitably forgotten about it. That's a hard yeah. to say. Yeah, we'll forget about it. It's taken me long enough just to make <laughs> the templates for each team, let alone actually write anything. That's a nightmare. Um, yeah, I think I'm excited for this season because there was a lot of teams last year who were thereabouts. I look yeah. at, I think Port obviously showed after their five-game losing streak, that they probably should have been the team that made it ahead of the Bulldogs. And then mm-hmm. the Bulldogs beat Fremantle in the first week of the finals, who looked like they should have been top four all year. Um, Carlton either beat or got very close to every team in the top six. Gold Coast were pretty much the same. Um, and then I can't see many of the teams that were in the eight going backwards. I think they should all be similar to where they were. So I it's think about- Collingwood's the slider, right? Yeah, if they are. I think it's a, it's a 50-50 with them because... People... All you need to do is have the opposite luck, right? Yeah, If exactly. they lose 11 of the s- games that they won by under yeah. 17 or points... Or even five. Then they're bottom like, four. Like, but even if they lose five, they don't make the finals. Mm. And they finished fourth. So I think the thing with Collingwood... we I think we talked about this last year, but people talked about their season as if they were like this team of, you know, they've come from second last <laughs> and they're this team of kids. And it's like they made a grand final four years earlier... And finished top two the year before that bad season. Their like it was midfield, a, their midfield is Taylor Adams. The blip season was the season in the middle, not side bottom, not them finishing top four. That was where they should have been in between. And even Moore's what twenty eight or something. He's like, not that old, is he? I think he might be. He's been around a while I'll now. Check it out. I did some so fact checking by the way. Not, Shannon Hearn was the only other Eagles player to get votes besides McGovern and uh, Brass. He got two. Sorry, got two. Um, but yeah, they're not as young a team as I think people were talking about them being last year. They looked young because Nick Dacos was very good and everyone was going, wow, Nick Dacos well, is Moore is very 27, good. you're right. Um, so like, I think it's about whether the young players get better at the same rate that the Penderbury's and Sidebottoms are going to slow down because they were still Side really important. was, oh, I mean, Josh Dacos should have been yeah, wingman of the year it. in that side. For sure. But... Sidebottom was just as pivotal. And P- pivotal. You notice so many times run. that despite, you know, when they were playing exciting football, Nick Dacos and Jordan Degoe were in the middle. But when they were in trouble, Pendlebury and Sidebottom were in the middle because that was the people who got like could play the right football and get them out of those situations. And Their style of football is very dependent, and it was even watching the practice match just recently. They are all about clean skills out of the middle. Yes. And not panicking. And, and if you the younger that team gets, the more likely it is yeah. they're gonna panic. And the slower Pendlebury and Sidebottom get, which Sidebottom still looked quick last year and it was. He was really good. Annoying. He was finding space where he should not have been able to. Um oh, yeah. all the t- all of them were. I, they they had the biggest engine that I saw in the comp last which year. Which is strange run because was insane. They were a bottom four side. Um, um <laughs> 
speaking of Collingwood, I have a bone to pick with them and it's Nathan Murphy because I've been trying to watch cricket for the last three weeks and I keep calling Todd Murphy Nathan Murphy because I spent a whole season being like, man, I really like Nathan Murphy. Same guy. Big fan. Big fan. No. Nathan Murphy's got a mean spin bowl on it. <laughs> Nathan Murphy's about a foot taller. Has <laughs> long hair. Doesn't wear glasses. Yeah, he was really good. I'm um, sure he got some sneaky votes from he us did, too. He did get a few and I think he'll be another one that will improve like looking at yeah. backlines. And their backline is already good. Like they're, they're a solid backline. The only reason they had trouble a few years ago is they just got ran through with injuries. But you look yeah. at Darcy Moore strung together most of a season. Um, obviously, Murphy stepped right into that gap. Mm-hmm. Howe, when he's available, is still Jeremy Howe. Yeah. Um, and then the runners in their back line are that's also That's another great. one to add to the aged brigade. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Mason Cox is about um, 100 years old too. He is, yeah, because obviously he didn't start until he was 25 <laughs> or so, so he's all the little thing. Um, and Maynard is another one that just mm-hmm. is brilliant. Like he, he was All-Australian last year, I think, and should have been. Yeah, deserved it. Um, so they're another team with a really good backline, and then they've got good names all around the field. But then they've got the ones that you look at and you go, "Who?" I think their forward line is the question. It is. I, yeah. I, McStay, and it has been for years. McStay kicked a couple of goals in that practice match, but uh, I don't know if he's their number it was, one target. It was so weird to me that mm. you would push out Grundy and pay part of his salary. And then pay someone like McStay, who is probably worth as much that Grundy saved you. Like, I'd rather have Grundy, even as a forward. Especially with the recent Ned Guy drama with Collingwood and, yeah. and losing players that they probably could have kept. Uh, well, let's not even go into keeping Jordan Goey on big money, yeah. despite everything. And then seeing bits from that documentary come out and, and Grundy being legitimately shattered. Yes. He yeah. was ready to be loyal to that club until he retired. And now he's playing. There's a, for there's a an interesting book I've seen people talking about as well from Ned Balm, talking about his time at Collingwood, which is you know before he was at Geelong and then mm. Richmond, and he was saying that despite the fact that he was in charge, like he was the head of football at the time. Neil Balm. Neil Balm. Sorry, <laughs> Ned Balm. <laughs> I was trying Ned to figure guy, out who the me. hell you were talking about. Um, and him saying that like at one point Eddie Maguire, it was when Malthouse got appointed coach. Eddie Maguire came to him and instead of asking, as he should have been, because the president is not meant to have that level of control. Mm. Instead of asking if Maguire was a good fit, he basically told him. And Ned Balm was like, it's my, my job. Neil like Balm. A, Neil Balm. Neil <laughs> <laughs> Nathan Murphy. Maybe, <laughs> you, maybe you're just dumb. Maybe I'm just stupid. That's probably more likely. <laughs> but yeah, he was saying like that. He was like, that's not how the club should be run. And obviously Malthouse took them through a very successful era. Like, were they not up against an incredible Brisbane team? I wonder how that team would have played out if he'd stayed. He was clearly the right fit for those players. They just wouldn't let him do a rebuild. Uh, I don't. I don't. I think he could have slowly. Like, look at who's in that side now. They're still playing players from that era. I th- I think we've learned a lesson from Damien Hardwick and now Chris Scott and and coaches like that. People are getting sacked too quickly. That we're kind of going. Maybe if a te- if a coach has a few good seasons and you think it's promising, and then it slips off, you just need to give it a bit longer because you don't build a team overnight. It's not about the coach. It's about everything surrounding them. If you don't have good assistants and a good mm. CEO and president and people well, and, like and you to look at manage everything. Not not to besmirch the name of one of the men on the award that we give out on this show, but um, Geelong doing the firehouse sale with overbearing assistants like Scarlett mm-hmm. leaving and bringing in all fresh faces and people who were eager to work as a team. Yeah. And they, you could see the way they were running as a team was better. They didn't feel like sections on the field. Yeah. It was a team. And... I think that we're going to see that a lot more in football, like a team of coaches rather than a head be. coach and assistants. I think there's two examples right now in their old heads. There, it's it's 
<laughs> Clarko and Russ, Russ Lyon, Lyon. Oh, who have walked into clubs and just demanded so people, people were X, Y, and Z. I can comprehend fighting over Clarkson, right? I think that <laughs> it's a bit soon. Uh, sorry, a bit, not that Jack, long. It, 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 it's a bit long out of the game. But, like, Clarkson coached four premierships, two of them, like, against Sydney and Geelong, where baffling that they won those. Russ. And Lyon has coached two losses, three losses. Alistair Clarkson pinched Brian Lake and p- made him their defensive pillar. Ross Lyon... <laughs> took Zach Dawson to, to two to clubs. two grand finals. He did, yeah. Three. Three. Three grand finals. Four if you count the draw. There Zach, you go. Zach Dawson handed <laughs> two Tom Hawkins in the goal square across the face of goal the 2009 grand final. If you want to talk about a defensive coach doing... Great things. Ooh. He turned Zach Dawson into, into a three-time runner-up <laughs> grand final player. This is a bit mean. I like Zach Dawson. Look, I, it's it not. It's never been in doubt that Ross Lyon coaches a defensive game style well, but the modern game doesn't. Like Richmond ruined that. Richmond mm-hmm. took that out of football. It's like that, it, that's you can't do that anymore. You need a good backline. Richmond always had one, and they still do. Um, but you can't just defend forever anymore because teams like Richmond and the way Geelong and Melbourne was, now play will just tear you open. There was only one team successful at it last year, and it was Frio. And when they got torn apart, they got torn apart. Yeah, yeah you saw that at the end of the year. Um, and like even though Collingwood were just running over the top of teams, like that defensive game wouldn't work against that run either. Like mm-hmm. I, I do wonder. And Lyon said that he's not going to go back to his old ways. But like you have to wonder then why he was hired because that was where he got success. Yeah. Is Cordy their new Dawson? And he was playing up forward in the practice match. Yeah, well, that's only because they've got no one up there. I, I was like, why are they bringing in Cordy? They've got, like, they just recruited Sam Darcy. He looks like a good defender. Keith is obviously a really good defender. I was like, that seems weird. And then... Cordy. Cordy left the club that those two were at. He went to St Kilda. Went to St Kilda. Sorry, you're so right. Yeah. Well, they've got Dougal Howard. Yeah. And... Dougal Howard. Uh, Highmore's career's dead then, I guess. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. Very strange. Um, the how- Weird, because he came in for a couple of games and was killed. When he plays last, and I'm yeah. watching on my phone instead of the TV, I think he's ha- Howard <laughs> every time I see him. And then I see them turn around and go, oh, it's Highmore again. We're reaching the point of AFL where everyone's changed clubs four times. And yeah, I have to wait five hard. rounds into the season you for a to play Howard, And I think of eight different clubs. Port, he's yeah, only port, been port at two. Port Adelaide? Port Adelaide. <laughs> It's a strange name, Dougal Howard. I'll be honest oh, yeah. God, we're at that point, are we? It's, like a, it's almost Doogie Howser. <laughs> Doogie. <laughs> All right, well, if he gets points this year, give him to Doogie Howser. Dougal Howard, MD. <laughs> That's the name of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw the other day on Lad Bible. Mm. Oh, here we go. Brody telling the story about how he almost lost the skin off his penis. His todger. And I was like, That's... You couldn't pay me to tell everyone that I almost no. lost my cock. Like, no. I... Look, I've, I guess when I've you're never, married to a reality TV star, like, that's the kind of interviews you do. I've never met Nathan Broad, but I've heard a lot about him. And he sounds you went to like, school with him for four years. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know me pretty well. I don't remember half of the people I went to high school yes. with. You'd be like, oh, do you remember? You sat next to them for three years. And I'd be like, I have no Absolutely idea who not. that man is. Uh, Nathan Broad seems like the kind of person to do an interview about his penis. He does, yeah. Uh, it, it, so so, totally someone just asked him and he's just too nice to, to say no and he just yeah. go on with the story. Um, but yeah, it's... It's a shame. That's an exclusive you could have brought us. We could have. Now it's on Lad Look, Bible. we are still the only person who's mentioned that he was a an under 10 Bindoon Dirt Drags PW50 champion. So that's still our... <laughs> 
That's hot, our only insight. Hot scoop. That's that's all we got. Um, yeah, I've got I've got nothing else. Um, he won the <laughs> Bindu and Mora skate competition in uh, some year. I'd know I'd, I'd fallen off my rollerblades and came second out of two people and had a water bottle. <laughs> Who was in charge? Your mum. <laughs> No, no, I, was, I was on rollerblades. Different. Brought you with skateboarding. <laughs> okay. There was only there how was many only... skateboarders were there in? Oh, like twenty. There was two people on rollerblades. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't skateboard. <laughs> and then some kid from Mora, who was like half my age, just came out and did a backflip off the ramp, and I you was know, like, hey, "Well, I can't be that." <laughs> you know how we spent most of our high school days making fun of people for riding scooters? Mm. I didn't know that you were a rollerblader. Well, I was like eight, mm. like only in primary uh, school. By the time I got to high school, I couldn't rollerblade from Bindoon to Midland. <laughs> That's your new challenge. Roll, no, yeah. I, could you imagine how numb your legs would be? How many how many active listeners do we have on this podcast? Not enough. If I, too many, actually. No, tell it's me how I saw many. those Spotify stats. It's too many. You saw the Spotify stats. It was like stats. 20, 20-ish. Uh, if I raise that to 50 by the end of this season, will I, will I you rollerblade, rollerblade from Bindoon to Midland? <laughs> I'll do my best. I think it would take days. Yeah, it, well, it could be your new fitness thing. There's hills. <laughs> Perfect. So many hills. Lock it in. <laughs> 50. Get, That's such get, a small number. Yeah, well, it's more than double what we have. It's more than double. I'm going to get my advertising shoes on. <laughs> if Sydney had more than doubled their score in the grand final, they would have lost by like three or four goals instead. <laughs> Still riding high on that one, huh? I feel like I should be riding higher. Like, I feel like I should have had like more gusto but I like I just couldn't do it my boss is a Sydney supporter I didn't give him shit once because he just wasn't there for the week after it was an incredibly boring game it the was. most exciting part was eating food to be honest oh, it's a good spread um, it's a good spread but you're experienced what's that four grand finals Fourth, for you in the past yeah how many years four since I started high school which is so man pretty dope um, I did get the tattoo so that was one thing that wasn't because of it though right it was, yeah. Oh, there you go. I didn't know that. Yeah, I was, I was tossing up between two and I was like, if Geelong win the premiership, it'll be that one. Oh. Yeah. See, I don't listen to anything you say. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't I even know why I'm on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so that next week I can tell you the same things and you still think it's interesting. That's, that's why you keep me around. <laughs> Sounding board. Um, anyway, um, I think that's a wrap for, for episode one. Considering nothing's happened except for scratch matches that don't hey, mean anything. Hey, is a key defender now. And with Jack Henry having he foot listed surgery on the website as a key defender, he wasn't. Then he's not. But I'll not. snuck him in. <laughs> um, with with Jack Henry out, you're the rat. He's going to play round one, centre half back. Oh, it's a worry, but we'll see how it goes. That all looks like it's just going to go back to defence. Who's John playing in round one? Uh, Collingwood. Oh, interesting. Mm, I, th- I think maybe McStay gets off e- the leash. Exciting game. Um, oh, sure, surely Sav plays the intercept role, not an actual lockdown. He won't play lockdown. TDK locks down. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. We'll see what happens come round one. I'm excited. It still feels like there's a whole month until then. Yeah, it is. There a, is. It's, a, it's a still a while away. Are we, um, are we doing this every week? Up it's March the by the time this comes out. That's all right. Um, <laughs> last last practice matches this week. That's the real one. Then we'll. Uh, oh, 16th of March is the that's first only, game. That's only two two and a yeah, half. Yeah, that's actually not as bad as I thought. It's like this. It's two weeks. Yeah, after yeah. this. All yeah. right. Too soon. So we got got a practice match. We'll be able to see if we notice anyone playing backline. We won't. We'll forget by the time we record again. No, I'll watch some practice matches. I'll watch them. Yeah. Well, at least they won't be... Like, last week they were like, hey, it's um, midday on Thursday. The footy's on. Right, and at the end of the game, they're like, uh, X player had 12 stats, maybe. <laughs> we didn't count. He's not always keeping stats. How hard would it have been to have someone just, like, 
Tracking the numbers Someone like, from, from the, the AFL. club was definitely doing from, it. From so. how hard the AFL was marketing those practice matches being on KO, they sent out one cameraman with a camcorder and no one took stats. Yeah. Uh, so useless for anyone who cares way too much about their fantasy. Yeah. Which, uh, which is... You just find us. out... You just see the player was playing. Uh, and it doesn't help you. Yeah, someone was tracking the centre bounce attendances online. I saw that. that I said that that's good, but like I know how many centre bounce attendances I saw Tom Mitchell at. Yeah, but I definitely didn't see him play well. No, but I don't know what his stats were because he's an accumulator. Brody Grundy looks like he's a good ruckman. He could pick up. So who crazy. knows? Who would have thought? <sighs> um, Not Collingwood. <laughs> let's just throw away a generational ruckman and pay part of his salary. All good, because as we know, ruckman are the easiest thing to find in football. Yeah, it's not like. People are about to be lobbying a million dollars towards TDK at the end of this season yeah. or anything. It's not like Geelong picked up Segler at the end of last year, <laughs> just in case they didn't have a Ruckman. Like, I, I can't fathom having a player as good as that, and instead of him wanting to leave, like we saw, yeah, I, I think back to 09, you had the Gardner and King at St Kilda. Mm. They both wanted to leave the clubs they were at to get more, more opportunity. Yeah. So that made sense. And they were both very good ruckmen. But, like, you don't see players like that leave clubs that are forced to leave as rucks. Like, it no. just, it's so rare. Uh, I'm trying to think of big ones that have left recently. Meek just went to Hawthorne for time. Yep. With Luke but Jackson like, coming in, it makes sense. Darcy right? and Jackson's an incredible um, ruck combo. And I think the recent biggest one was probably Bruce leaving. Uh, where did he start with? He started at North, at North, went to Melbourne, now he's at GWS. Yeah. He still can't play two games without getting suspended or injured or both. And uh, North have like six Ruckman on their list currently. So. Godstein's still going. Yeah. Do you reckon he wishes he went to Geelong when they tried to give him all that money? Like, well, five years fair, ago? he could have a premiership, so um, potentially. Who knows what would have Who knows? changed Swing, that. Swings and roundabouts. Was that um, movie with Ashton Kutcher? Butterfly effect. Oh, I was going to say 40 Days and 40 Nights, but that's the other guy. That's the other guy. Josh Hartnett. Josh Hartnett. Is that actually who it is? Anyway, <laughs> this has gone too long. We should have ended 10 we minutes should, ago. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk about football that we actually watched and maybe knowing... <laughs> Jack's watching it. I might watch it. <laughs> I'll watch at least two games. Because um, I, don't, I don't have champion data work yet. So, anyway, until then, thanks for listening and we'll see you around. Get us to 50. <laughs>